Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, we're in for the guys, presented by Progressive Insurance. Just a reminder, Fitz and Harry starts tomorrow. When, Harry? Tomorrow. What time? 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. On the ESPN app, on ESPN Radio. You can go in the app and you can watch it. Series, uh, series XM Channel 80. Yeah, we're too, All those amazing spots, man. We're too pretty not to be on camera somehow, so we will be on camera in the ESPN app uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get to the Giants in just a second because this is a day of glory for Giants fans everywhere, <laughs> and I, wa- I want to celebrate that glory. Before we get to that glory, though, there seems to be a misunderstanding happening right now on social media regarding your comments this morning about the Packers. So... Uh, Harry Douglas, what did you say earlier about the Green Bay Packers? Well, I said on the four-game win streak, they're on it not because of Aaron Rodgers, but because of great defense and creating turnovers in the run game. So, follow-up question. Are you Harry Rodgers, Harry Rodgers, <laughs> are you Harry Douglas saying that Aaron Rodgers has not played well? No, I'm not saying that at all. Are you saying that Aaron Rodgers is not a good quarterback? Not at all. Okay, see, this is the thing that blows my mind. Like, this is the the food argument where somebody comes in and says, you know, what's better, hamburgers or hot dogs? And the person over here comes over and is like, why are you disrespecting tacos? Like, it is okay to say that the, the right now the method to winning for the Packers is the run game and it's special teams and it's the defense. It's complementary football. Yes. That doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing well or that he's a liability or that you're trashing the quarterback. It just means they found a method to success that is more about being a complete, rounded football yeah, team. Yeah, and I look at the last 12 games. You look at the defense. The defense has created 12 turnovers in the last four games. The run game has been very efficient. The best player on offense right now for the Green Bay Packers is Aaron Jones. So you do things through him, and then the, the rookie Christian Watson has come along the uh, back end of the season. So those are two guys that you really want to feature, and also A.J. Dillon, the second running back. Those are three guys that you want to feature throughout this offense. Now, I understand that Packers fans and people who've watched Green Bay over the years see, and seen uh, Aaron Rodgers went back-to-back MVPs, a lot of things be relied on his arm and his arm talent. But that doesn't mean that's the formula for this team in 2022 because it isn't. That's not the way they want to take on the Lions. Specifically, no. this Sunday, the Lions will play the Packers. If the Packers win, they win, uh, they, they win and they're in. If the Lions win, they need the Seahawks to lose also. But it's a playoff matchup, essentially. The method that the Packers are going to want to play to win, right? They're going to want to play strong defense. They're going to want to try and uh, force some turnovers from golf, right? Yep. They're going to want their special teams and Keyshawn Nixon to keep doing what Keyshawn has done over the course of the last month particularly, and they're going to want to be balanced. They don't want to throw the ball 65 times to try and take on a shootout against the Lions, right? Like, I don't think this is a hot take. No, I don't, I don't think so at all either because when you look at the Green Bay Packers and how they're built and how they're constructed this season – it just makes sense to me that you want to be more that balanced team. You don't want to be one-dimensional. You want to run the football. The Lions two weeks ago just got thumped by the Carolina Panthers and the run game of Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Why wouldn't the Packers go into that game with that same formula? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean. Why wouldn't they? And Didn't they just play Justin Fields? Didn't Justin Fields just rush for over 100 yards? 100, Justin Fields, the the. The Chicago Bears had 22 rushes for 200 yards. Now, granted, the Detroit Lions and their offense balled out. Jared Goff was at home. But I'm just saying, like, the 
if you want to play the Detroit Lions, you can run a football on them. Yeah, well, the, the Lions defense is bad. And, my God, if you have been watching football for eight seconds, if all you've ever done is play Madden in your life, you have an understanding that the way to beat a dynamic offense is to keep them off the field. So if you can go in and you can run the football well, like this becomes that weird I-have-to-find-disrespect thing that I don't understand. In the grand scheme of things, saying that the Packers are playing complete football Seems like that's a compliment, and they're getting their way into the playoff the conversation. Carolina Panthers rushed for 320 yards versus the Detroit Lions and three touchdowns. It, it, it's what, like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron sh- Jones and A.J. Dillon, get ready. Yink, 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 yink. Crank it up. Crank the car up. What, was that, that was a car cranking one more time? Yeah, but they're not old. That's Aaron Rodgers. He's a little older. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go with, you know, push start, a little push start. Because they're younger. They're Can I even younger. tell you, like, it's not that long ago in life because, like, you know, I never had it, it, fancy things. I didn't, under like, I'd never been in a push-start car until a few years ago in life. And I got one, and I just kept pressing the button. I'm like, it doesn't, I didn't know you had to have the foot on the what brake. What kind of car you, do you have now, Fitz? Oh, I, have a, I have a Jeep Renegade. It has Man, a push you can't brake. hide that money. I'm, oh, Jeep Renegade. What kind of car? Hey, 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 what hey. kind of car did Harry Davis drive? Uh, Harry Davis. I, what, 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 I keep what, giving you new names. What, what are we doing right now? We have a show together. You keep... You're giving me a million different. You call me Harry Rogers, Harry Davis. Jeez. What is going on right now? Oh, you can tell me they're also slept and now it's going downhill. Harry, Harry, <laughs> Harry, whatever his name is over there, still going to do first take today, too. Oh, God. It's uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I think the name's behind me. He's Harry Douglas, I'm pretty sure. And I think my name is Jason Fitz, but we'll see. Where it goes. Uh, while I sit here laughing at myself, nobody's laughing at the Giants. Jubilation, joy. This is a, an incredible day for Giants fans. And uh, shout out to our buddy Devin that's going to be working on the show uh, with us. It's going to be working on Fitz and Harry. See, I na- know the name of the show now. Who pointed out uh, <laughs> to some of our buddies earlier, he pointed out that it was only a year ago. So my, court- my team quarterback sneaked on third and seven last year to get better punt position. Excuse me while I feel it. Oh. You ain't wrong. Like, you think about where the Giants were a year ago. The questions on Daniel Jones, the questions on the front office, the questions on the roster, the questions on Saquon. They get Brian Dable over from uh, Buffalo to come over and be their head coach. And look, I love the concept that a new head coach works out, but my God, Nathaniel Hackett didn't even make it a year, right, in Denver. So you can look at it and say they got a new coach, but that's a roll of the dice. That new coach has found a way to win with what most people perceive in uh, roster that it still, still has a lot of holes on it. And through the course of this year, the Giants have just constantly been there. And they came in when they needed it. They came in and had a really good game. You and I were watching yesterday, and the whole time I just kept saying, Daniel Jones is getting himself paid. Like, I, I know Arlovsky said earlier, like, you know, a, a reasonable contract. I, don't, I just don't know that you're even going to have that option. Also, I don't know you should care. If you're a Giants fan right now, you're winning football games, and you got a guy that's playing pretty well at quarterback. Who cares what an owner spends on it? The salary cap's funny money anyway. If you got a quarterback in there, you keep your damn quarterback. Giants fans today should be absolutely rejoicing and not worrying about a single thing. Well, I think a great job of what Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York football Giants, has done with Daniel Jones is not put him in a situation to where he can exploit his weaknesses. Right? He's done a great job of you know, highlighting his, his strengths. And you see Daniel Jones, a guy who's been able to rush the football effectively. He has over 700 yards this season and seven touchdowns. That's big from the quarterback position when you have a dual threat guy and you can utilize him in your run game. 
Also, Saquon Barkley has been phenomenal. That defense for the Giants has been phenomenal. But Daniel Jones has only thrown five interceptions. So the turnovers haven't been there. But he's been able to find his tight ends and receivers be, uh, this season with the lack of talent being in those areas. right? It's not like they're going out there with true number ones or even true number twos. But I do got to give credit to guys like Darius Slayton and Richie James because those guys have stepped up and made plays when they were asked to do so. Now, are they A.J. Brown? Are they Jamar Chase? No, they're not. But they're, they've been able to get the job done this season, and Daniel, Daniel Jones has done a great job as well uh, delivering the football. Also, the offensive line has been better. The, what's been one of the dark clouds over this team the last few years is the offensive line. But it's amazing what a head coach can do and come in and see everyone's strengths and know what their weaknesses are. But, you know, you play more towards their strengths. That's why I say coaching is everything. Don't get me wrong. Players make plays and players win games. But coaching is also valuable. I was sitting in the room yesterday watching football, and this has never lost on me, for a guy that that for years just wanted an opportunity at ESPN, to be sitting in the room yesterday with you and with Rex Ryan and with Teddy Bruschi, you know, Randy Moss, Ryan Clark. I'm sitting with all y'all. Matt Hasselbeck. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking around. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, one of the conversations that, that the room was echoing is system matters. Coaching matters. Like, you can come in all day long. And I use this chef analogy a lot. But sometimes I think in life it's like the TV show Chopped for, for football teams. You open up the basket. This is your basket of ingredients. Now, you better make a championship-level dish out of this. Whatever you got in that basket, you're going to have to cook with. And sometimes you open up the basket, and it's the best ingredients ever. And great, you can be a world-class chef with that. But the measure of great coaches to me are the ones that can open up that basket, realize that it's all a bunch of canned goods that don't necessarily go together. And by the time you're eating, you're eating something that feels like it came from a Michelin star restaurant. That's what Daybowl is doing right now. And that's not taking anything away from the men that are working their butts off playing in that locker room. That's just saying that this team, this organization has done two things this year that mean more than the playoffs. They have found their head coach and they have assured themselves that they at least have an answer at the quarterback position for the foreseeable future. When you have a coach and a quarterback, you have the opportunity to be good, not just today, but for the next several years. Giants fans should be rejoicing where they are and also rejoicing where they're going. And you also, you look at guys that they have on the defense, you, you talk about guys like Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, who was their first-round draft pick last year, Jalen Smith, who they got from the Dallas Cowboys after they let him go. Um, he's been phenomenal for this team. Leonard Williams, Julian Love, who's leading this team in, in tackles. Guys on that defense have stepped up and made plays as well. Can we, we, can we quickly address Kayvon, by the way? Yeah. We talked about this yesterday. Yes. A lot of social media people blowing up over Kayvon Thibodeau laying on the ground next to Nick Foles and making, I think he was making snow angels while yep. Nick Foles was laying there hurt. I, I cannot say this loud enough. He didn't know the he man was hurt. He didn't know. And he came up to the podium afterwards. And it's so funny to me because one of the guys in the room in that moment, I said, man, he's going to get crushed for that. And one of the guys in the room we were watching was said, unless he comes out at the post-game press conference and says, I didn't know and I apologize. Yep. And he said, if he does that, he's doing the right thing. My guy came out at the post-game press conference and said, had no idea, really sorry that that happened, wasn't aware. Let's all just stop this noise. Can I say this, though? I think it's also sad that we can sit there and watch a game and know he had no idea that Nick Foles was hurt, but everyone else can't see that. Yeah, and Because everybody wants a story for, you know what I mean, like for the wrong reasons. Like, I don't don't get that. I don't understand it at all. Because I can literally look at that play and say – he had no idea that Nick Foles was hurt. He's laying on the ground doing a snow angel after a Looking sack. Looking up at the sky. 
Like, and, and, and are, are we supposed to like sit there every play and, and assure ourselves that everybody's also, there's just this level of where we are in, in, in society. Like we're just constantly looking for reasons to tear athletes out. Like I hate constantly looking for negative things. I, I hate the mantra of like, act like you've been there before because these are, these are, these are men playing kids games. Right. And there has to be a joy to it. Like, I should act like I've been there before when it comes to being able to host a radio show. I love what I do, so I don't do a great job of that because I want to be in the moment and have the best time hanging out with my buddy no, talking about sports. Job. Well, thank you. But like, you I think job. there's an act, act like you've been there before moment for Kayvon that I'm never going to accept. Like, sacks are so hard to come by. And he's a rookie. Like, let him enjoy His that. His first moment. year in the National Football League, he's excited about getting a sack. He's excited about making a play for his team. They just clinched the playoffs and – uh, listen, he, he had no idea. He had no idea. All right. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, we're going to keep breaking down all the action. Congrats to Giants fans. Also, is it, is it Super Bowl or bust? Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. A bunch of you guys hanging on. I promise we will get to you, plus Giants fans. You feeling Super Bowl or bust? But in the meantime, we got to get to some no huddle. When he went no huddle, and they started to make plays. All the big games, but light on time? Let us catch you up. Definitely not fun ever playing against no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. Whether you huddle, whether you don't huddle, it still comes down to just the execution. It's Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz in for the guys. Doing a little no huddle. We're going to just ram through. Some topics here based on yesterday's action. You ready for this, Harry? Yep. Hey, Nuno, you getting involved in this? Nuno, you want to you want to you want to give us the scenarios? I mean, sure, why not? Come on, let's go, Nuno. I, Nuno, producer extraordinaire, going to give us the topics. We'll go. No, come huddle. on, Nuno. We need All some right. energy. Come on now. Right, come first, on, Nuno. All right, relax, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, Mike Wright. Mike Wright returned for the Jets. They were eliminated. How should Jet fans feel about their season? For me, I think upset, especially when you look at, I think, like three or four games that they actually could have won. You look at that Lions game, and you had that fourth down play by the Lions that ended up re- resulting in a touchdown, and you losing that game. You talk about the Patriots, and two times that you played them, and they scored one offensive touchdown, and you still lost both, both of those games, one of them coming on a punt return uh, from uh, Marcus Jones. And then you look at the Vikings game, and, Braxton Berrios drops a touchdown that would have put you in a great position to win that game late in the fourth quarter. So that's four games I just mentioned right now. So they shouldn't even be in the situation that they're actually in. Yeah, I think that right now if you're a Jets fan, you're conflicted. Let me say it that way. Because you got a young roster that looks really good. Skill positions, defensive side of the ball looks really good. But also the defensive side of the ball has failed you over the course of the last couple of weeks also. So I think there's still some building blocks to come. I'm encouraged if I'm a Jets fan because – it was really bad last year, but, man, you got to find a quarterback. The good news is, well, there is no good news. I don't think there's a lot of great quarterbacks out there. Uh, so, you know, but you got to find a quarterback somehow, some way, whatever it takes. All right, next one. Jared Stidham and not Tom Brady is the answer for the Ravens. <laughs> Tom, look, I got a better chance of waking up tomorrow as Harry Douglas, like waking up in Harry Douglas's body, I got a better chance of what? looking in the mirror tomorrow and realizing that, that I live familiar. in Douglasville. Yeah, like you know, little little Dicky and, and Chris Brown, like oh. woke up in Chris Brown's body. Like you a little Dicky fan? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a big Dicky fan. So <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2023, baby. Uh, Look, Tom Brady's not coming to the Patriots. Why would he want to go to a team uh, that 
that frankly needs, I don't know, eight new players on the defensive side of the ball and has some offensive line issues. I just don't see, uh, I don't see Brady to the, the Raiders, especially because they already turned him down once. I am amazed though, Harry, Jared Stidham, and I know he knows this offense. That's fine. I can know the offense. I had no expectation for somebody I knew would know the offense, but didn't know he'd look comfortable. Stidham came in, took a bunch of hits, made a bunch of plays, and really, frankly, like if that was his moment to put on tape, I can play in this league. He at least showed the league, hey, I'm I'm capable. I, I don't know what that means. I don't think Stidham's the answer, well, but I was really I'll, impressed. I'll say this. It's also a testament to why coaches like to bring players uh, that were at previous spots with them to a new team that they may be on because they know the system. And Jared Stidham going in the game, and we've seen him on, on multiple occasions, like signaling, th- signaling things to the wide receivers and tight ends to run certain routes and route combinations because he's comfortable in that offense. Derek Carr just hasn't looked comfortable in that offense this season. But I do think it's a possibility that Tom Brady can end up with the Raiders. You look at the system that he's been in uh, with, with the New England Patriots, with Josh McDaniels for a very long time, another guy that understands that system and knows the ins and outs of it. So there is a possibility. I also will say it's a possibility for Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Yeah, Jimmy G makes sense. And by the way, if I wake up in Harry Douglas's body tomorrow, I am acting a fool all over Atlanta. By the time you get your body back, they're going to be warrants. So I'm you're just a little Dickie fan, huh? Uh, well, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Nuno's like, I don't want to get fired today. Go ahead. Hey, yo. All right, Steelers beat the Ravens to get to 500 and keep the streak, at least for another week, uh, Mike Tomlin's streak alive for at least another week. What's there to say about Mike Tomlin and the job that he's done for with his team this year? I think if you're a Steelers fan right now, what you're looking at is Kenny Pickett, and we've said it in SportsCenter, but two straight weeks that Pickett's led him to a win – I mean, this is a Steelers team that nothing looks easy, but they were taking on a Ravens team where nothing looks easy. And I know these rivalry matchups are always going to be that way, but, you know, I I came into the year saying the most important thing for the Bears was to figure out who Justin Fields is. Well, the most important thing for the Steelers to figure out this year is can Kenny Pickett be the guy to build around? I don't know that Kenny Pickett has shown everybody that he's a superstar, but just the fact that they've been able to stay into this – and play as well as he has shows him he's at least a capable starter. So if I'm if I'm the Steelers, I actually feel pretty good about where this season is going. Yeah, I do too. And then when it comes to Mike Tomlin, we all know the Hall of Fame coach that he is. We know how excellent he is as well. And Gardner, uh, a locker room and keeping things in the house and making sure that everyone is on one accord. But I like the young core, especially from an offensive standpoint for the Steelers. You talk about Najee Harris, who had a great game last night. Kenny Pickett, who's coming along. George Pickens, who had an outstanding catch last night as well. He's just been amazing. He's a dog. Um, I know the wide receiver coach, Frisman Jackson, very well, man. And he said this young court they got is going to be something special down the line. All right, what do you got next for us, Nuno? All right, last one. Chiefs struggled against Mr. Unlimited. How important is the top seed for them in the AFC? I think there's, it, it's not that important. There's, not, no not the team, there's no team that needs the top seed more than Buffalo. Like, exactly. I, there is no team in all of the NFL, I think, that needs a top seed home field advantage throughout the playoffs more than Buffalo. Because Buffalo is different. The snow, the wind, the weather, the chaos. If you're, you are the Bills and you found weird ways to lose over the last few years, you need to force everybody to come to Buffalo, Harry. So I, I, I think there's no team. Like Mahomes and the Chiefs can go anywhere and win anytime. I, I'm not saying the Bills can't. But I think it's a huge advantage to the Bills to be at home. And the reason why it's important for the Buffalo Bills to have home field advantage, when you look at Josh Allen being a starting quarterback since they've been in the playoffs, 2019, they lost. 
on the road to the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, when he was there. The following year in 2020, they lost at Kansas City. 2021, last year, they lost at Kansas City. When they're at home, they have won with Josh Allen as their quarterback. When they go on the road, they have lost. All right, that's a little bit like we went through that. That was a little good, a little good pace. A little, what would you do if you woke up in my body for the day? Cry. I mean, cry. You just cry. Cry. Uh, you probably. I mean, sensitive. I'm just imagining Harry Douglas getting in my Jeep Renegade, trying to figure out like what's what life. What's like. wrong? Nothing's wrong with a Jeep. Jeep no, Renegade. no, no. I'm just. It's just not the same as having like a driver. Because I'm just imagining. I don't have a driver. Stop. I mean, you we just lied, roll, lied, with, lied, you just roll with me in Atlanta. Like what no, are you no, 100. But if I tell the world that you have a driver, then they're going to take that and, and run with it. By the end of it, like there's going to be memes of me driving you around. Like it's going to be like that Kermit and and mm, times have changed. No, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Probably should go to break now. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, we've talked about it. Is it Super Bowl We're or building. bust for the Eagles? What other teams fall into Super Bowl or bust? We'll categorize the playoff teams. Super Bowl, bust, somewhere in between. And we'll take more of your calls on a triple eight. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. If we still have a job here, we will get you more of that coming up next. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas in for the guys. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. That's right. It's the debut of Fitz and Some Guy tomorrow. 
He's Harry Douglas. He's the famous one. I'm hanging out. See, I, I'm not even going to tell everybody what I know you did on the airplane yesterday coming up here, but I'm going to keep it to myself. What please. did I do in the airplane yesterday? No, nah, I'm not going to say anything. Okay. okay, all right, that's fair. You thought I was asleep. I seen you. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, ESPN, I'm serious, I'm Channel 80. What? Uh, we're here for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The question we're asking you, Super Bowl or bust? Now, uh, that is a difficult question for a lot of the teams that are in this situation because I think we would agree a team, uh, let's start with Buffalo, right, Harry? Yep. Buffalo, Super Bowl or bust, right? When you've come so close so many years and you've, you've got this team assembled this way and you, you come in with this like mindset that you're going to be a Super Bowl team, it feels like Super Bowl or bust for success this season, right? Yeah, the roster top to bottom is phenomenal. Um, they even brought over you know Von Miller this season, even though he's hurt right now with an with ACL injury. You brought him over in 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 regards to winning the Super Bowl and him being that you know that chess piece at the end of the game because we've seen what happened last year versus you know the Kansas City Chiefs. You needed that one guy, that closer, uh, in those regards. But you got Josh Allen, you got Stephon Diggs. You still have players uh, on that defense that can make plays, Milano and the two safeties in the back end. So I, right now for Buffalo, a Super Bowl or bust. All right, what about the Chiefs? Because in my mind, you know, th- there's this. I always talk about seesaws or teeter totters. It depends on what you grew up around, right? Like, but like, there's this this benefit of the doubt leaning, and there's a spot where everybody's like, "Oh, they're really good. They're really good. They're really good." And then all of a sudden, it's they're not taking advantage of their greatness. They're not taking advantage of their greatness, which is where the conversation went for the Packers, for example, over the years, where it's like, "You got Aaron Rodgers." I mean, for me, there is and should be pressure on the Chiefs at this point. For a team that they lost Tyreek and everybody, uh, not everybody, many people thought that that would hurt them offensively. Instead, they're right back where they usually are. Currently, they sit in the number one seed. We'll see how the last week plays out. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Andy Reid. You got a bunch of talent. Feels like it's Super Bowl or bust. As long as Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, it's going to always be Super Bowl or bust. You talk about a guy who set the standard very high since becoming a starting quarterback and hosting the AFC Championship game every single year. Two Super Bowl appearances, one of those Super Bowls they actually won. Um, He has an MVP through 50 touchdowns in a season. So as long as Patrick Mahomes is on your team, it's going to always, year in and year out, be Super Bowl or bust for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you also mentioned Andy Reid. Andy Reid's going to be in the Hall of Fame when it comes to coaching. So that's another chess piece um, uh, on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and one team that I, I genuinely think this one gets interesting is the Bengals. Before we take this call, I want to get a fan's thought on this, but before we go to the call, for me, the Bengals, in my mind, when you are the Bengals and you've had so many years of just bad football, and last year you go on this run, and then it's can we replicate it? I still think they're in a little bit of the grace period where it's like, man, we got Burrow, we got Chase, we got a bunch of people on the defensive side of the ball. We, you and I have talked about a lot over the last few weeks, playing particularly well. You got weapons all over the field. T. Higgins is going to go get paid somewhere as a, as a number one, I think. You know, so you can look across the board with the Bengals and say, I got all this talent, but. When you're a fan, like I am, of, of the Raiders, you know, when, when you're a fan of a team that hasn't been good for so long, I just wonder if that changes the Super Bowl or bust mentality. Like, I think Bengals fans are still enjoying this ride, even if it doesn't result in a Super Bowl. Yes, some fans think that way, but from my perspective, I think it's Super Bowl or bust because what was the dark cloud of the Cincinnati Bengals last year? The offensive line. When you bring over Ted Karras, you have Kappa, you also have Collins from the Dallas Cowboys that you brought over on your offensive line. You revamp those things in regard to protect your franchise quarterback. Uh, and, and you see what Aaron Donald did and how he derailed your plans on winning the Super Bowl last year, a year ago. You look at those three receivers. You're not going to be able to keep T. Higgins forever. 
So your window might be narrow. And then you look at all the other quarterbacks and teams in the AFC in a stat conference, your your mindset is Super Bowl. You was able to get there last year, um, even though your quarterback was getting sacked early and often and frequently. Uh, I, I just think they revamped their offensive line for the, re, for the main reason is to come back this year and try to win a Super Bowl. Well, let's go to Alvin in California calling in on the show. Alvin, what you got, man? What, what are your thoughts on the Bengals? Super Bowl or bust? Alvin? Simon? Don't get dude. nervous, Alan. It's free. Alvin, we got you. Are we, we're not going. Uh, right. Well, well, we tried. Well, we tried. We tried. Alvin. We'll see if we can get Alvin back later. You know, he hang on, hung on for a long time. Wanted his thoughts on this one's interesting. Greg in Florida. Greg, what you got? Thanks for calling the show. What's going on, Harry? Uh, Jason, thanks for picking up my phone call. Okay. Hey, um, most definitely 49 is a Super Bowl of bus, man. I'm sorry we had to do it to you, Jason, uh, but for so, man, it, this. The Niners streak right now just is just too good, man. We just too crazy. It's just too crazy. Uh, as a diehard Niners fan, I never felt this good with Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I'm uh, out. All right, Greg. Next for the call. Another I'm out. We got these de- declarative I'm outs. Uh, uh, look, I think the 49ers are a good addition on this because yep. when you are winning games with your third string quarterback, that only raises the. Uh, you know, the the concept of Super Bowl or bust, right? Like, if you're the 49ers this year, you there's just no excuse. Like, the, the roster top to bottom is just so I, – I find myself – I'm in love with so much of what they're capable of doing defensively. I cannot for the life of me explain what happened yesterday with the Raiders' ability to run the ball right up the middle, the Raiders' ability to move the football. I can't explain that. I'm going to presume that's an aberration. Like that's not that's not some great discovery of a way to beat the 49ers. That was the 49ers coming out flat against the Raiders team. I think they thought it mailed it in. It happens, right? And you look at the course of a 17 game season. You're going to have a game or two where you're not your best, and you know you the opposing team are going to be able to make plays. But I like the 49ers in the sense that you look at how their roster is constructed. Just another team when, it, when you talk about roster wise, top to bottom, with phenomenal players and. You know, Brock Purdy has a, a great surrounding. You look at off, offensively all the guys that he has, and George Kittle has been phenomenal. Not that he wasn't beforehand, but since Brock uh, Purdy has taken over from the quarterback position, he has made plays left and right and yardage-wise, touchdown-wise. Would have had another one yesterday if Brock Purdy didn't get his arm hit. But you also look at Christian McCaffrey and what he brings in the run game. They're going to get Debo back. you got Kyle Juszczyk, another player that you can utilize in a lot of different ways. Brandon Ayuk has really stepped up. Jawan Jennings at the wide receiver position. Then you have Trent Williams, the best tackle in football. So they have so many, so many, so many things surrounding Brock Purdy from the quarterback position on top of the defense. And we've seen Nick Bosa, right? Remember we talked about Von Miller being that closer yesterday when they needed to play the most. Who was that closer? It was Nick Bosa getting the hit on Jared Stenham to allow the San Francisco 49ers to intercept that football. So I really like the 49ers Super Bowl of bus conversation. Yeah, thanks for bringing that one back up. Mark Sorry. in Maryland. Mark, what you got, man? Thanks for taking my call, man. It's, it's the, Happy New Year to you guys, man. Happy New Year hey, to you, too. Hey, Harry, it looks like Jason is ready to give you a lot of fits, man, to, you know, for the rest of the year, man. I like that. I like that. Don't let him do it to you, Harry. Um, listen, <laughs> You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, and right now, as a Cowboy fan, we are playing with house money, and here's why. Before the season even started, nobody had the Cowboys as, you know, playoffs. Remember, the argument was, oh, Dallas lost too many players. They lost Grandy Gregory. They lost, Amari, you know, Amari Cooper. 
They lost Cedric Wilson. You know, they lost uh, their left guard. Oh, Dallas is done. We was bellied up. You know, so at the end of the day, but I noticed that a lot of media prognosticators, what they'll do is they'll move the Dallas Cowboys, the, the, the goalposts when they're talking to Dallas Cowboys. Because initially, prior to the season, we were not going to make the playoffs. Then, oh, Dallas is winning some games. Well, they, they might make the playoffs or whatever the case may be. Oh, you know what? Dallas have no excuse now. They No, we, we're playing with house money right now. We're, we're definitely, definitely playing with house money. And I did hear Dan and everybody's talking this 49ers stuff. Um, Jared Stevens just put them uh, 34 points on, you know, on, on the 49ers defense. They were supposed to be the best defense since the 85 Bears. I mean, come on, let's 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 easy on this, you know, on on the uh, San Francisco situation. You know, Green Bay. I, I I do like I like what Green Bay is going. You know, and I must I I must say that I'm I'm 101 percent with Harry on on the Green Bay take. You know, that that's that was solid. You know, don't let them press you out, Harry. That was that was solid. But again, back to my Cowboys. At the end of the day, we're playing with house money. You know, we just got to keep firing on all cylinders. Yes, we, us losing losing Anthony Brown was a, was was big, but at, at the end of the day. You know, I think we're going to be – I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to make some adjustments in this next game. We'll see what happens and then go into the playoffs with house money. Mark, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. And uh, HD never met press coverage he couldn't beat. Like, nobody's pressing <laughs> Harry Douglas into anything. I mean, well, we all know that. Uh, you guys can keep chiming in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Really interested in the fans' perspective on on, uh, on Super Bowl or bust because that's the first Cowboys fan that is called in that isn't in the Super Bowl bust uh, or bust mentality. We'll take more of your calls. Plus, speaking of the playoffs, the Patriots – are one win away from from clinching their spot in the playoffs. Playoffs? Do what? I owe Bill Belichick an apology? We'll talk about it. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. I like the way you work it. Mm-hmm. 
No tickety. Mm-hmm. I got to bag it up. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU, Sirius XM Channel 80, basically everywhere. Same places that you'll be able to find us together starting tomorrow for Fitz and Harry, noon to 3 Eastern. Across all your ESPN radio platforms, you can watch us in the ESPN app starting tomorrow, noon to 3 Eastern. Come hang out with us. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hang out with us right now. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. I might owe Bill Belichick a small apology. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, we're asking everybody, boom or bust on your favorite team coming when it with regards to the Super Bowl. I want to get Fader in Ohio in here, here real quick on the thoughts on the Bengals. Fader, give me the fans' mindset on it. Boom or bust Super Bowl for the Bengals? Hey, hey what's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Hey, I want to compliment y'all on being real professional. Uh, really like that game y'all got. Thanks, um, It's Super Bowl or bust. You feel me? Uh, it start with Joe Burrow. As uh, as you seen when I rode to the Super Bowl last year, Joe Burrow said it just the standard, you know, and it start right there. And you know that's that's what we rolling with, and we ready right here in the jungle. We waiting on uh, Buffalo tonight, so it's on. Oh, cool. See, I, I like Fader, when he said the call, man. That, like Joe Burrow said, that's the standard. And shout out to my guy Inky Johnson, man, because Inky just texts me. He texts me every Monday with you know my thoughts for the week. He, he sends. Uh, a few people out there that he that he's cool with um, these thoughts, and we we read them, and you know it's a weekly thing. But I remember talking to Inky, man, and he told me, man, when the standard is set, the standard is the standard; it's not compromised for anyone. That is one of the isms, if you will, that the 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 great football players that I've been lucky enough to work with in my first few years at ESPN have taught me, and I find myself saying it all the time: the standard is the standard. That's right. Like there is, it, it is obviously a a locker room mentality. It's a culture mentality around football. For a lot of guys that work in what we do, it's a, it's a mentality in a lot of what you do. Like the standard is the standard, and to that end, you're right. Like Joe Burrow is certainly coming in. Like there, there's only one expectation for Joe Burrow and that is to win you know there's there's no there's no or for them when it comes to the players mindset I wonder if the fans are a little bit more you know compassionate or understanding about hey no Super Bowl this year we're used to that but it was a great year but to your point maybe Burrow is changing that mentality not just within the organization but also for fans because when you got a Burrow man every year you got a Burrow you You got a chance chance. exactly and when you have players like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, one of the thing, a Lamar Jackson, one of the things that you know you try to wean out of organizations, if it was the case, is being okay with medi- mediocrity. And being mediocre is never okay in my eyes. It doesn't matter what line of work you're in. It doesn't matter in relationships. It doesn't matter in everyday life. Don't be mediocre. Once that standard is set. Understand and respect the standard and what it is. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. The standard's been set in New England for a long time. And the, the funny thing is we're talking about the Patriots like it's trash. Like it's just a just heaping helping of hot garbage coming out of New England because yeah. it hasn't looked good. But they get the win yesterday in an ugly match, fine, ugly game. They get the win. And through that process, New England is sitting here right, right on the cusp of going to the playoffs. New England's sitting here at 8-8. Eight and eight. Like we're talking about Mac Jones and all the problems, and you can see the wild card path. They win. They get in with a they, – they, they win and they're in. If they take a loss, 
Things can get a little bit more complicated. All right, no, look. Shout out to Tatiana. Tatiana she just, just stopped dropping Tatiana, roles. Tatiana, come hang out with us. Come like, in, Tatiana. Tatiana, like she's trying. So my guy, Hair Douglas, is going to be on first take later today. Tatiana, uh, like you just go, go, go oh, no, come, t- come take my mic, Tatiana. Uh, tell the world what you just did to get the paperwork to Harry Douglas <laughs> so he knows the topics for first take. I just hit a James Bond role. To uh, yeah. the bottom of Harry's desk to deliver him some really important documents, top secret credential. Yeah, what, what they what they teach us in school: if there's a fire and you may catch on fire, you know the fire's on you. You supposed to stop, drop, and roll. Tatiana and the, did the best stop and drop and roll I've seen in forever. Now, the, there's two important things. One, uh, Tatiana. Uh, by the way, thank you. You crushed it. Number two, she didn't like army crawl, which would have been my move. She actually stopped and then rolled, which seemed excessive but wildly cool. Number three, Tatiana, this is the most important thing anyone's going to ask you all day. Are the papers that you just delivered to Harry Douglas available through his email? Yes, they are. Um, We are in 2023, and I would like him to check his email but we're, I guess we're just doing it the old way, so whatever works. Uh, just That's the breaking news. Thank you, Tatiana. Shots fired. Uh, I mean, first time I ever worked with Harry, the be, iPad be, locked on him. Be people, uh, the, 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 the iPad locked, and he looked at me, and he just handed me the iPad because it was like it was locked. It was shut down, and he's like, I don't do technology. No. That, was, that, that was the end. So I, I get it. I get it. But that's why, you know, when we do the you know, Countdown to College Game Day and we do certain shows, you know, I, I remember everything rundown-wise in my head because uh-huh. I don't – I don't use technology. I don't want to hold stuff in my hand, so I just memorize no. everything. And, and to that to that point, we were watching games yesterday. When people think you just sit around and watch, like you're you're, you're charting stuff and taking notes. Yep. I got my phone open. I'm writing in it constantly. Harry had a whole stack of paper. <laughs> He's writing his little notes on the whole stack of paper. The entire like pages and pages of notes and chicken scratch notes that apparently he thinks no, nobody else could steal his work because nobody can read it. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, he does. He has handwriting like a doctor. Uh, Harry Douglas and Jason Fitz hanging out. Uh, anyway, back to what we were saying on the Patriots. As much as it has been an abject disaster in what we expect, they're 8-8, eight and eight, right? They go into the last week of the season, they win, they're in. We've been talking about the Patriots. Like, they're a four-win team and the wheels have fallen off. Mac Jones has not been as good as I think a lot of people wanted him to be in the second year, and I've been particularly tough. Whatever their shortcomings are, whether it's coaching, whether it's quarterback play, whether it's personnel, that's all Belichick. He decides on all of that. So I've been particularly tough. They're sitting here at 8-8, eight and eight, and they have continually found ugly ways to win. I mean, yeah, you had to beat the Dolphins with the third-string quarterback, but you had to do it, and they did it. So i got to give the Patriots credit for where they stand right and now. And first, I sit up here and I think about the two games that they lost recently – against the Cincinnati Bengals when they had the ball in the tight red zone to score a touchdown and, you know, Stevenson fumbles. But also how against the Las Vegas Raiders out there in, in, in Vegas, mm-hmm. how they lost that game. Tell with, me about it. Tell me with, about with, it. With the laterals. And those are two games right there that could have really put them in a prime position when it came to when it, when it has come to the playoffs. But Bill Belichick not ha- hiring an offensive coordinator, not having that guy, number one, that's his, that's his issue. That's his fault, right? But he's, he's able to live with that. Not having a quarterback that, you know, I won't say can be Tom Brady, but have consistent play, I think that that is also tough. But that defense has put them in positions, and special teams has put them in, in a position to actually make the playoffs. You look at the defensive touchdowns they've been able to get. You look at the touchdown by Marcus Jones on a punt return. You look at the returns for touchdowns uh, on interceptions. They found ways to to stick around. And before the season, I thought they had no chance whatsoever. I love earn it games. Like, you want to be in the playoffs? Yeah. Earn it. You want the top seed? Earn it. 
the Bills the, will be playing with the the potential, depending on the rest of the outcomes, for the top seed in, in the last game of the season, possibly, right? The Patriots are going to be playing in Buffalo, trying to earn their way into the playoffs. You want to be a playoff team, you want to be the top seed. I love two teams that know each other incredibly well going into an earn-it game in that situation. So kudos to the Patriots, Steve, in getting themselves here. Let's see if they can earn their way into the playoffs in Buffalo in Week 18. That will be wild. We're breaking down everything from Week 17. We're going to do it with one of our favorites, one of the best experts at ESPN next. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.